0: Hey everyone, Kaprogman here. Did you know that we have a Patreon page? That's right, if you go to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors, you can help support the show. It turns out that podcasts aren't free. I mean, they're free to download, but they're not really free to create, kind of, because you have to host them somewhere. Anyway, what we're after doing is we're after trying to make sure that we're fully funded. We're obviously doing this off of our own backs, and we are loving it, because it's loads of fun. But uh, you can help out if you want from as little as $1 a month, and if you do that, you get loads of bonus content. If you go there now, you'll see that there's already a whole bunch of bonus content for the $1 tier already. We're planning on releasing a bunch of bonus episodes under the $5 tier, except that we've got one coming up that is going to be under the $1 tier, just to see how you guys feel and what you think about it. So head over to patreon.com slash and give us a look and uh, maybe help us out. See you later, Squidgy! See you
1: later, Squidgy!
0: I think you win the award for
2: traveling the furthest
0: <laughs> mm. and also not traveling the furthest.
2: That's a good award. Achievement unlocked. That's it. That's it. Bucket list check.
1: That feels like that should be the name of like a a thing on a console, you know, like PS4's got trophies. Yes. X-Bone or Xbox One has got uh, achievements. So Nintendo should introduce some and call it the bucket list. Yeah. Basically, it's um, when you lock something, it's ticked off the bucket list and you get the name of the achievement. Sounds
0: a little morbid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? The Nintendo bucket list.
0: <laughs> no, well, I mean, I'm sure they can come up with a better name. They've got lots more people involved in their ideas than just you going, hmm, I wonder what happens if I throw words together. A lot you know. Ha! <laughs> been working on that idea for weeks, have you?
1: <laughs> I've been working on the idea. I'm not going to tell you how long for.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: So here's the question, right? And it is for both yeah. Do you want me to drop the bomb now, or would should we do the next segment? Should I tease a bit further, or
0: yeah, tease it a bit further? I think. Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: so so I haven't come up with an adequate name for this because I haven't been up that long, to be honest. Um, and my brain my brain doesn't work that well. So, um, this is the section of the show where we do. Um, I almost called it "Thunder Playing Games" then. Um, <laughs> that's okay it's it's
0: podcast games no that's not right no
1: it's desert island games isn't it
0: yeah I'm just trying to think of something that's related right. but yeah it does, desert island games makes more sense than anything I was about to
1: so I've of. I've got a feeling uh, Jay-Z you already know the rules of this but just for the sake of the actual podcast we'll let Goprogman actually do this section because he's he's better at this than me
0: okay so imagine that you're stranded on a desert island which one or two video games would you take with you that you could use to just sort of pass the time until help appears. Help is already on its way, so you just need to to pass the time until help arrives. You can play the games five minutes at a time. You can sit and play the games for five hours at a time. It doesn't matter which game it is. You can have games that connect to the web, but you are not allowed to use those games to ask for help to come sooner.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, I mean, I do feel like my real answer is World of Warcraft, just because, just because. But I, I don't want to give that one because it's just not very fun. So I, I have to go with FTL actually as one of mine. I don't know. Have you guys played that one? I've played bits of it, and then within about ten minutes,
1: I've almost you know flipped my desk. Yeah. So because it is it is that annoying sometimes. But yeah, I have played it.
2: I get so engaged that while the game's going on, like the the rest of the world fades. So I don't know what's going on. I'm just the captain of the ship, and then when I die twenty minutes later because I'm not good at it then you know i'm back on the crappy desert island and i have to you know immerse myself so that that would be one of them. essentially the, the the game you want to play faster and light you're trying to escape in game and real life yeah i want to fast forward my life basically <laughs> like let's hurry this along <laughs> so that'd be my fast forward button but then i need something that i can kind of really pour my soul into and so um you know it's kind of timid to say stardew valley but uh, i don't i don't know and I haven't played Graveyard Keepers enough. Um, I, I just got it. But uh, I'm kind of almost tempted to say like a SimCity 2000. Just cause I, it's like a little Zen garden. I could just, you know, make my commercial districts. I can make words with my buildings. And then wait till Godzilla attacks. <laughs> oh, no, I turned that off. Are you kidding oh. me?
1: Well, it'd be fun. Go- Godzilla attacks baseball stadium. That not only is one of the pop-ups you don't want, but that would also be an awesome newspaper headline. Godzilla
2: Attacks Baseball Stadium. (laughs) Situation resolved by giving him popcorn. And I'm finally going to make that city with only rails. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it viable. I know it can be done.
1: No paths, no roads, just everything via train.
2: (laughs) You know what? I'm sorry. I got to rewind. We got to take this back because I forgot. I, I wasn't prepared for this segment. There's one game. That is. Hang on, hang on. You you were prepared for this segment. You listened to the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's shame on you. Surely, I know. I'm a huge fan of the show, but I forgot about about this part. But there's one clear winner in my soul. Something I can pour my heart into, and I'm even willing to let go of FTL for this game. There's one game that it's got the building aspects. It's got the frustrating bits like FTL, and it fast forwards time like no other for me. That game is can we get that really long drum roll sound here <laughs> factorio Oh, not you and all yes
1: <laughs> you, you, you know chief is is mad about that all right it really is. He talked my ear off for two hours about it, and it was all—all all he was saying was how he moved one, one sort of like production line, taking coal into a machine to move it from one part of the map, four pixels down to another part of the map, and it, that oh. was a full hour conversation.
0: Yeah, but it's all automated. That's the thing. You're essentially building computer programs. That's the thing. Yes, it's beautiful. Know, it's but, amazing.
1: But Gaprogman, you've met Chief before. You know that he, he thinks the internet is Skynet.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: He won't go online with anything, with Steam, with his PS4. He seriously thinks the internet is Skynet. And he went from not having the internet at the time when I had the internet but not Fibre, and he jumped straight into Fibre and he said to me, I don't think it's that fast.
2: Oh man, I would love to see the Waffling Taylor the brothers and whoever uh, playing on Twitch Factorio. Arguing over getting the coal line sorted out and how much iron exactly is needed. <laughs> uh, that that I, that would get me to to Patreon subscribe. <laughs> Maybe that's what
0: we should do. What do you think, Scrooge? Oh. Should we get uh, send to send out the alarm to Chief, God. and then have basically me and him argue over the best way to just like the tutorial level?
1: Yeah, and <laughs> arguing I, at each other, and, and I could just dance with a trumpet in the background. <laughs> I mean, you
0: don't have to, but that would be pretty no, cool No, that's
1: all I would do, because I wouldn't get involved in it Just occasionally, there'd be you two arguing Me to going, ah, you know, in the background Yeah, you could do that, you could go and find the aliens And
2: train them back to the base for your for your buddies Now, if that's possible in the game Playing co-op and just enticing the enemy to the base Then yeah, I'd do that Oh yeah, you could definitely do that, and you can even leave the game running While you're not logged in, so things get uh, Torn up and busted while you're gone Okay, I didn't know that
0: I do now why do I feel as though you're going to sign into Chief Problem's game whilst he's not playing, ruin it, and then leave him to tell you that it's all ruined? <laughs>
1: and then, while he's tell me, I have this massive smile on my face.
2: Now, what you can do to get around that is you can actually save the game. Say, like, if you're logging off for that, you save. Now, you've got a look copy of that map at that snapshot. <laughs> so, sorry to ruin it. You. you can't, like, permanently ruin someone else's game that easily. Uh, I'd find a way. What you gotta do is you gotta trick him. So, like when he logs in at first, he thinks everything is okay, and it's not till later that he realizes that there's iron in the copper line and and coal in the in the I don't know oil. <laughs> so, essentially, you're trying to tell me how to sabotage
1: someone else's game. I have nothing
2: against that. You gotta think like a gremlin.
1: Uh I have nothing against that. I'm I'm fully on board for sabotaging Chief's Factorio game. You know, th- to a point where it all goes wrong and he doesn't realize why after he spent like 20 hours on one map, because he tends to do that, you know, and I, and I just go in and I tweak one time little thing and everything just piles up.
2: 20 hours on a map, like you'll still be you'll still be smelting. <laughs> That's not enough time to do anything. You'd still be in the menu. Yeah, you know, I haven't even, I've, I've, uh, I think I've got over 100 hours. The, I, I think I might even have like 300 hours in that game and I still haven't played the campaign. Never <laughs> tried it.
1: Dude, I spent a month on a game. Well, how far have you got the main menu? Oh, it's awesome.
0: To be fair, I'm a little like that with uh, the Age of Empires games. Yeah. I just I just love building up a huge... I, di- I did use the joke previously, but I'm going to use it again. I don't know whether it's because I'm British or not, <laughs> but I like to build up a huge empire and then just go squash the enemy.
1: He's a big fan of building the bee swarm. Yeah. The big angry bees, you know, covered in bees.
0: To be fair... I used to do the same thing on the Warhammer forty K Dawn of War games. Yeah, but
1: you love playing as the Chaos Bringers. Just for them to if you leave them too long they'll stand there and scream.
0: Yeah, yeah, they just start making weird noises at you because they're losing their minds. I love it.
1: <laughs> which is which is the average response to Factorio, really. <laughs> <laughs> Sat there, oh, what am I doing? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I I think if you're some sort of structural engineer or some sort of that kind of thing, and you go in Factorio, you can build all sorts, make it look awesome.
2: You can't go to the internet early on in Factorio; you have to suffer to to really <laughs> get full enjoyment out of it.
1: There's there's a requirement of so many hours of suffering
2: before getting help, and it's probably a good thing. If you go look up like the most efficient pattern to do, you know, a power plant or something, then you're going to end up with this really complex, complicated thing that you don't understand. You're going to build it, and you're like, you're going to be like you're just not going to enjoy it i would think you're just going through the motions but if you go through and you suffer and you figure out all the inefficient ways to do a thing before you actually get it to like a pattern that's somewhat somewhat efficient then i think you really get i get a big appreciation but when i go on the internet i look at stuff uh that other people have done that it's so much better and so much crazier it actually looks like a freaking computer chip to me uh i don't know i get i get a little uh discouraged I'm going to be perfectly honest. If
1: I played Factoria, I'd make the base in, and it would resemble root shapes. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I would make it where... It's very easy to do. Now, my base looks like a, a Pinterest fail.
1: <laughs> I would end up doing that. I'm very infantile when it comes to games like that. I, I just, you know, oh, look! Right, describe what that looks like. I can't. Why? There's children in the room. They shouldn't be in this room. <laughs> I'm very infantile with stuff like that.
2: <laughs> This is Cock and Balls Land. This is Booby Land. <laughs> so that's what you do to Chief. He signs off for the night. You construct some amazing pictures that aren't apparent when you're on the ground, but as soon as he adds M to open up that map... <laughs> Suddenly it's just but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have to Google now. I'm doing that. I've got invaded, Jim. I yeah. so, so
0: wish that we could use that for the title of the episode. What? Suddenly it's dig but.
2: It's been done before.
0: If you split it
1: into two... That's the name of the second episode. Go to map, suddenly dig butt. Okay. <laughs> oh. If it's explicit to do, that's the name of the second
0: one. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> or if not, it's just the subtitle for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So we've done um, Desert Island games. So there was a question that we got from, since, well, we didn't get the question, but I spotted it on, on Twitter before we did, I think, the, episode, the latest episode with The Beat, um, and it was uh, control it yourself. So what is your best video game controller and worst video game controller? Am I answering this? Uh, yes, please, JZ. We've already done ours in, in another episode. Okay. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah, you, know, you could You could defer, you could take the Just fifth. two
2: There's, minutes of silence, you know, whatever you fancy. Wow uh i mean that's a big question it's a big question so my my first inclination i really like the switch pro controller but i haven't played an xbox controller the, the new the xbone um but i also
1: that was weird I, someone else calling it that sorry yeah. <laughs> i haven't played the Xbox or the what that's weird <laughs> it felt a little gross coming out yeah yeah. This, this whole thing's weird talking with someone who was actually a fan of the show it's really odd <laughs>
2: For you, maybe. Now, I, I will throw this out there, though. If I had a, a Max controller, remember the old Nintendo Max controllers? <laughs> yeah, I remember with them. The turbo button? <sighs> yeah. I mean, I could destroy Gradius with that controller and Life Force. So, I, I feel like that's got to be a close second.
1: I could probably do the same with the Advantage stick. There's not there's not much oh, no. I can play
2: with that. No, no way. I
1: played everything on that stick. No. Contra, Turtles... Powerblade Castlevania I played it all on that stick. I can't play with a normal nes pad.
2: It's got to be a stick. See when I when I talked about you guys like playing games from like a different dimension that was like you know next to mine but not actually in it. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This this is also this is also the person that's played Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil
1: 3, Resident Evil and Code Veronica on arcade sticks.
2: That's ridiculous.
1: I'm currently trying to go through the
2: first ha- Silent Hill with an arcade stick as well. Yeah, and you guys like, uh, you guys had the weird consoles too, like things like I would only see in magazines. You guys actually like had and saw and knew people like the the uh, Neo Geo or the Dreamcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like I never even saw one of those. I just saw like, aside from the magazines. Did you ever see a uh, Atari Jaguar? Actually, I did. I did on vacation. On vacation, yeah. Okay. There's like a flight simulator <laughs> game that I played a little bit on it. Oh. The Cybermoth. I don't think so. I think it was literally like um, a flight simulator.
0: Oh. Okay. The one I know of is
1: Cybermoth, cool. You know, you crash into stuff and you have the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, this, this green woman's head pop up. Where did
0: you learn to
1: fly? Where did you learn to fly? Yeah. Yeah. How many times you got that a minute told you how far you got in the game?
2: Yeah, pretty but much. The way we did it. <laughs> I might be just wrong about what I played.
0: We could get a... No, no, we can't get a Jaguar and let you play it, can we? Because there's... In you know, a whole ocean <laughs> in the way. I'm not sure we can get a cable that's long enough. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm, I'm Googling uh, Atari Flight Simulators and none of these look familiar. So maybe I just made this up.
0: Maybe if you Google a game
1: called Cybermoth, because that was a like a flight sim. But some of the controls were the the number pad. So like strafing and it was, it was terrible, wasn't it?
2: How about the Atari XE? Does that ring any bells? XE. Yep. I think that's what I played Fight Simulator on. Yeah, this... Was it, it disc version? XCGS. No, it's this weird, like, semi-computer-looking thing. It had a keyboard. It almost looks like a computer.
0: Wow, yeah, that does look weird. With, like, pastel-colored buttons on the front.
2: Yeah, this is this is amazing. I, I found... I stumped you guys with a console. Yes! Dream <laughs> comes true. This, this is on my bucket list. Stump the Waffling Tailors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, two things really weird about that. One, bucket list. So, you're stealing the idea for Nintendo. And two, you said Stump the Waffle in Taylor's. That used to be my old handle. Stump. <laughs> Correction, DJ Stump used to be my old handle, which is really weird that you mention that. It's
0: just odd. That's awesome. So for for a little background, Squidge, hmm? the X-E-G-S was the console that Atari made just before making the Atari Jaguar. Ah, it was in the previous generation It came out in uh, 1987.
1: Was it one of those that was, they made like three units and sold one of them?
0: No, no, that was the Jaguar. They
1: only, they only sold 250,000 units of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Less than. Was it? And what's crazy is we've had...
2: We've had three, yeah. I've got one on the shelf now. <laughs> yeah, this was not a fun game, by the way. It was terrible. But it, like, <laughs> I played it. It was crap. But I played it. Yeah. I had to choose between playing outside or playing on the Atari. It's like, see you, cousins.
1: you do real life i'll play this it's got crapper graphics you
0: know (laughs) oh is it flight simulator 2 i think so that's coming up in a lot of
1: that just begs the question what was the first one like on that the second one was
2: terrible yeah let's see
1: it said flight simulator but you played in a tank you know (laughs) (laughs) you might
2: it's not like you got to see the plane (laughs) so it was just like first person oh yeah such a terrible game uh, the whole deal is like landing is really hard and taking off is really hard, but ninety percent of the game is just flying in a straight line. <laughs> so,
1: so no scaling, no no loop to loops, no nothing. You just flew in a straight line.
2: Yeah, it's really hard to get better because ninety percent of your time playing was just watching the screen. This sounds like Desert Bus for Hope.
0: <laughs> oh god, that game! Yes, I'm gonna I'm the gonna Desert track Bus. that down
2: and I'm
1: gonna play it. I think just for a laugh.
0: So for background, Jay-Z, I don't know whether you know about that one. That was was part of a Sega CD game created by Penn & Teller. <laughs> and part of the game, you, you're you driving a bus from, Las, uh, from Tucson, Arizona, all the way to Las Vegas, Nevada, in real time. <laughs> wow. And essentially, you hold down the accelerator, and the bus drives down the freeway. Now, obviously, I don't know all of the freeways in America, but obviously, this is a straight line.
1: Yeah, that sounds terrible.
0: <laughs> it really Once you got to
1: your destination, you've got
0: one point Yeah, you get a point for getting all the way there <laughs> Then you turn around and come all the way back So the idea is you pick up a bunch of tourists in Tucson, Arizona Drive them up to Las Vegas, Nevada, drop them off And then pick up the previous bunch of tourists Take them back to Tucson, Arizona Drop them off, pick up the next lot And the idea is you get as many points as possible But I think it turns out I don't think it's fully real time Because it takes about eight hours to drive there in-game and then another eight hours to drive back, and the the bus is it, it does travel in a straight line, except occasionally it lists to the left slightly. So you have to keep tapping the right button every now and again to keep it on the road. Otherwise, you go off the
2: road, you crash, and then game over. Well, that does sound like the first eight hours of a new Final Fantasy game.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, see, if I was going to play Desert Bus for Hope, what I'd do is I'd like to think that. I would drag some of my friends in and get them to sit behind me to share this glorious experience. And what I do is all the way through is I just have Rick Astley's never going to give you up on repeat.
0: Oh, God, that's torture. Yes.
1: And then what I do is on the way back, on the way back, when I was going from like the destination back to my original point, it'd go from Rick Astley's never going to give you up to Gangnam Style Whoa. and then when I did the third trip it'd be a really a really good track that I would make annoying from eight hours of it and I'd just keep doing that until I either turn the game off the machine that I'm playing with it overheats or I drop dead and I would just permanently torture people while doing that and I would get them to stay completely silent
2: because we're listening to the music that is a, an idea for sure <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only reason we know about it Because obviously it's an unreleased game for reasons that should be obvious. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's an unreleased game. And the only reason we know about it is because I'm a big fan of the Canadian comedy troupe Loading Ready Run. And every year they do a charity event called Desert Bus for Hope. So the actual game is Desert Bus. But they do Desert Bus for Hope and they, they essentially try to marathon the game for as long as possible, which is where I think the other charity marathon gaming things have come from. Because they've done this for, I want to say, 11 years now. And they do it and live stream the whole thing. And they split into teams of three or four people. And you'll have one person who's driving the bus. who And their their entire job is to stay awake for that eight-hour <laughs> shift. And it's the job of the other people around them to try and entertain everyone who's watching. So they'll occasionally do skits or do a little dance or do a sing song and stuff. And if you if you choose something, if you say, hey, why don't you do a skit from one of your sketches? and you donate $5, $10, whatever, they'll do it. And the idea is, yeah, to, to to get all of this money for, I think it's, is it Child's Play? I think one yeah, of the Child's charities. Play. So, yeah, that's the only reason that we know about it is because they found it and we're like, yes, let's do this stupid thing.
2: Oh, you know, uh, you just made me think, Um, have you guys ever done a thing where you're, like, you're playing a video game on, like, say, a console or a computer, but you also have your DS playing a second game?
0: Oh, that's squidgy all over.
2: Yeah, I've done that. So, like, you're getting to a boring part. You're waiting for something in the main game, and you just swap back over to like Pokemon Yellow or whatever.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's usually the way I do it. What I do is I have a game on my PC going, which usually has got a lot of really long loading screens. So between that, I'll flip to something really quick, like Diablo Three on a console. Uh huh. And while that's updating and what have you, and they're both updating, I'll switch to my 3DS and play a bit of Pokemon. And while all this is going on, I've got the PC uh, Diablo Three will be muted, so I don't need to listen to that. I'll have one side of a headset with a PC game playing. I'll have the 3DS going, and I'll also have Netflix going on in the background. Uh-huh. So I've got like four or five different screens going just because, you know, I don't want to be standing still essentially. So I've done that. I saw this recently on a like a, a gaming charity marathon thing where someone played a Game Boy game, but they played two Game Boy games attached to the same pad. <laughs> so they were playing Pokémon Yellow and Pokémon Blue. With the same pad. Wow. Okay. And they completed the entire thing like that. That's amazing. While speedrunning it. So they were trying to do like frame perfect <laughs> tricks and you know, know all the stuff and do glitches and stuff while concentrating on two screens. So I've tried that and that's that's harder than it sounds.
0: You know how we talked about head exploding movies from the eighties? That's the
1: gaming equivalent. Yeah, right. So the only other way that I think you can make that harder is if you're playing something like Forza. And you're playing Dynasty Warriors attached to the same pad. (laughs) (laughs) The Forza Warriors challenge, people.
0: (laughs) Coming soon to a Waffling Taylor stream, near you. (laughs) God. Oh, please, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or have a pad
1: while trying to play like a Warriors game while your elbows are rested on a steering wheel (laughs) while trying to drive. Dude. And
2: button bash at the same time. Dude,
0: right. Factorio, and Dance Dance Revolution.
2: Can make it work? Now, see, I do this a lot, except it's like I'm playing the computer game. I've got, like, a cat walking over my face. I've got a dog who <laughs> wants to go out. And I've got, like, a pile of house chores that I should have done hours ago. Does that count?
1: <laughs> Does, you know when your cat walks across your face, is it literally like you lay laid down or you sat bolt upright and your cat's def- defying the laws of physics just walking straight across
2: your face? Why would you play a game sitting up if you could be laying down? Well, that is a good
1: point, but I'm just imagining if you can if you're sat in a computer chair, it doesn't go that far back, but it's not far enough back where a cat could physically walk across your face. So I'm just imagining it at a right angle walking across your
2: face. Now the cats in America are big, just like the bellies. Ah, right. And you can walk wherever they want, whenever they want. So the 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 laws of physics don't
1: apply to cats. So yes, it's very weird here. So it's good to know the laws of physics don't apply to certain pets worldwide. It's not just where I live in Cakeland, you know.
2: Yeah, I have I have cats that can walk
1: just anywhere they want. So I've seen them before. Some of them are annoying. <laughs> some some of them like to um like a, a thing I was reading on the net. This guy was doing something on Witcher Three, and it was taking him ages, and it took him multiple attempts to do it. And the cat was sat on top of his console because it's warm, obviously. And he finally did it, and he finally got to the end of the game. And the cat moved its paw and turned the console off. Oh. Uh. Push the power button, and he said, I think it was something along the lines of, I couldn't kick the cat out of the house quick enough. (laughs) Because he was playing on like the hardest difficulty. It took him 92 attempts to do this paddle. He finally did it, and the cat just lazily pushed the button off. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. no.
2: And so I haven't played uh, The Witcher 3. I played a little bit of 1 and 2. But the reason I haven't played it is because there's no, at least from what I can see, there's not really character customization. Like, you are Geralt, right?
1: Yeah, you basically are. There's, like, free DLC where you can have, like, different hairdos and stuff.
2: Yeah, see, that's not good enough for me. I I like to have different classes and different races, even if they're totally meaningless and don't really matter. I played my version of Witcher 3, which is
1: I rescued a woman's frying pan, got a loaf of bread, and then game over. So, you know, that's that's my version of Witcher 3. So I, I can't speak for the rest of the game, but that's where the game ended for me.
2: I completed it. I have heard Geralt described as a sexy trash daddy, I believe. yeah, be Lulu.
0: Yes, that was Lulu. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I was a bit intrigued by that. I thought my wife maybe would enjoy watching me play that a little bit if that was the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. What we'll have to do is we'll have to get Lulu on for comment. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I, I like to have stuff on the screen where I can point to it and say, See, I'm not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just anything I say, then you'd be fine. <laughs> But I have an it. It's
1: an instant or jail free card. You think I'm bad? Look at this guy. I'll take that hit. I don't mind.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Final Fantasy 1 was the first game that I remember being able to like create classes and create your party. That was so exciting to me. I don't even know how many times I tried different party combinations out. You must have tried four white mages at one point. No, never. I would never do that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I got nowhere. Oh, oh my gosh,
1: did you really? I got nowhere. I still plowed nine hours into that, just trying to level up once. And it didn't happen.
2: Oh, hey, you know, gamer confession for you. I know you guys like these. Um, So the first time I I borrowed my friend's game, uh, Final Fantasy, and I started playing through and I just was in trance. I kept playing, but it was so hard. And I just kept grinding in the same area, getting stronger, getting stronger, finally moving away from the starting point where monsters got harder and harder. And I made it to Second City. And I don't know if you guys remember the like the pirate fight where there's like nine pirates on the screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I spent so long grinding, grinding, grinding until I could beat those nine. And Final Fantasy 1 on the Nintendo was really rough because if you killed a guy, your your next guys wouldn't auto attack. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you had to be really smart about knowing when to kill them. When there were nine enemies on the screen, you had to be really careful about using your attacks efficiently so you wouldn't wouldn't wear out your uh, stuff. You wouldn't waste your training. It was more of a case of if there's
1: nine enemies on screen, you've got to attack all of them in one go. Because if you attacked one as your entire team and then you kill them halfway through, the attack would attack nothing. Exactly. But I didn't have that problem. But So you had to play the long game, really, didn't you? You had to really strategize. And when you're really young, you don't see that. You just button mash, or at least I did.
2: No. Yeah. So I would button mash and I had to be really careful about going back to the end and making sure that I was making enough money from the monsters I killed to go back to the end because I didn't realize you could equip weapons and armor. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if my friend played a trick on me or what, but I made it all the way up to the pirates and I worked so hard to beat them. And I finally beat them with nothing equipped.
0: Okay, hang on. That's a round of applause right there. <laughs>
2: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. That has to be like a challenge. Oh, my uh-huh. real.
2: And I even, I ground, I I saved up my money. It was really hard because you have to beat the monsters and go back to the inn in the city. because so it's like, that was how you got your health back. And finally, I would grind, grind, grind until I made enough money to buy the tents so I could move further. <laughs> it was just really hard. But here's the cool thing. When I finally figured out, I bought like silver swords in the first town. I still remember. I finally figured out how I could equip my items because I realized there was a start menu. <laughs> then I flew through the rest of the game in no time. <laughs> it
1: reminds me of a time I played, and I've mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. I played a, a game called um, Onishambra Bikini Samurai Squad. Oh, what a game. Yeah. It, are, are you aware of this game?
2: Yeah. Well, I heard you talk about it the other episode. That's what reminded me of the Final Fantasy thing. I went through
1: the entire game And halfway through, you unlock someone else. So you're essentially playing as one of two characters. A a cowgirl with two swords. A 16-year-old schoolgirl with one sword who was more powerful. And then you got to play as a police officer who had dual pistols. And if you got covered in so much zombie blood, you'd flip into a rage mode, but it'd take your health down to nothing. And if if your sword was covered in blood and you tried to attack the enemy, you'd sort of get stuck in them. So you had to clean your sword every so often, which was a button push. And... There was no way for me other than finding stuff in level to actually heal. Completed it <laughs> went through boss battles with very, virtually no health. So the best training for Dark Souls, as far as I'm concerned, you know, roll, roll, dodge, stab, repeat. And then once you've done that, you could go. It was you could choose what stage, but then you could like play like a new game plus with all your same stuff. And you could choose what difficulty you want. You can flip flop between them. So I thought, I'll go on hard mode. And um, my friend Ike was in, said that just, just give me a second. I need to go, I need to go all to out. And he didn't want to to fight. So halfway through a cutscene, and he thought he would either skip the cutscene and just start running around, or he'd just try and skip the cutscene and then leave it for me to be in trouble when I got back. And he skipped the cutscene, and then he pushed out, and then a start menu showed up. And it paused the game. What it did was it gave me access to a, an item menu that had, like, health. Um, you could get, get rid of all the blood that was on you. You could have item items that boosted your strength. You could equip different weapons. So I had the starting weapon and didn't, didn't upgrade it. Um, so there was all that. And then I realized it, it is indeed possible to figure out 42 different ways to say the word <laughs> in rapid succession. <laughs> You know, in the space of 10 seconds you can say the same word God knows how many times in rapid succession if you put in enough effort or if you're annoyed enough. That's what I did with that game and I went through the entire game not even switching characters because you did that from the start menu. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was instant like table flip material right there. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I heard that story, and that's when we were kind of, kind of reminded me of the Final Fantasy story. And I, I remember the first like parts of that game so vividly because I spent probably I don't know all weekend in the like the very first like I don't know hour of the game. <laughs> oh,
0: so one of my gamer <laughs> confessions would have to be that I, when you know you first hear that sort of. Cardinia, I think I want to. I yeah, want to call it. You have to. You have to build up your party and then go take on this guy in in the castle.
1: Oh, he's rescue a princess. Right? Yeah. yeah, and
0: I thought that was the whole game. <laughs> so I spent ages, like two or three, maybe four hours, just grinding, get my characters up to the highest possible level. I walk in. I remember watching him. Doing yeah, yeah. This. I walk in and take the boss out with one swipe of my sword. Give, it, <laughs> and there he's gone. And then the the like the prologue text starts, and I'm like. That, that wasn't the entire it's, it's game. It's the
1: fact that it doesn't start straight away. So there's him screaming, yeah, I did it. Throwing down the pad going, victorious. And then I go, hang on, what? There's a bit of text here and I don't think it's the credits. His face went from elation to
0: dropped. because all this prologue text comes up and then it switches back to the game and it's like, thank you for saving the princess. We've fixed the bridge for you. Go out on your adventure. And I'm like, that that that, that wasn't the adventure. Her whole life is ruined. It's one
1: of those where you you hear someone you'd never think here and they just go,
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: And it seems like you mentioned that. I might as well join in with a game of confession. It's a really quick one, this one. I've actually bought Galgun 2 on the Switch.
0: What is Galgun 2?
1: Galgun is a game where you put on a VR helmet and you've got a gun and you've got to shoot females as they're hurtling towards you and all they want to do is kiss you but you've got to shoot them to the point where they're in so much <laughs> ecstasy where they can't continue doing what they're doing
0: so i'll point out that it is available on steam
1: it is available on xbone i think and i definitely know it's available on switch i assumed it'd be a touchscreen thing where you could tap the screen but no you're still going to use a pad
0: oh god oh god no it's one yeah, of those just <laughs> watch the trailer if you can I've not watched the trailer, but like I'm clicking through the screenshots on Steam and it's like, okay, first one is a bunch of girls going, yay, throwing the peace sign and stuff. Next one, there's a character who's kissed the screen. Next one, there's a character who's stuck in a window, who's bent over forwards, and her skirt's all up in the place. I don't want to play this yeah, game. I,
1: I, I think this that. might be illegal. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's not <laughs> yeah, right? because, uh, well, it might as well be, but it's not because I've I've purchased <laughs> it and I haven't been arrested yet. <laughs> Yes, being the word. But I actually bought that and I thought, that might be a good idea to play that game while I'm waiting for deliveries. Then I started playing it. And um, my God, you wouldn't believe how in-depth it is. You've got beat the stage and then um, you can replay the stage and then you can go back to story mode where you've got to manage your time between certain areas. So you're essentially, you're, you're going to school and you've got to manage your time while fighting some sort of demon at the same time where once you put this this, v, this VR headset on, which is white, right? you can't take it off.
2: So imagine
1: you're sat in a classroom and you're not wearing anything. The next day you're sat in this classroom with this VR helmet on and no one bats an eyelid.
0: Hang on, can I just go back a step? And you said you're sitting in a classroom and you're wearing nothing. You're not wearing a he- headgear. Okay, that's okay. Then. So you look normal.
1: The next day you're in the same classroom wearing this massive VR headset and you've got this digital gun... Yes, I can only describe it as a digital single shotgun and t- no one cares you could be sat there dressed as some sort of emperor demon and it looks like because it's set in Japan
2: no one cares so <laughs> I'm looking at their reviews for this on Steam and the first review I happen to scroll to says highly recommended to play with the family no it's not and <laughs> yeah the second review the one right after it says mom comma dad I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's my my latest game of confession. I bought that game.
2: It does look like the story in Galgun 2 is better than Galgun 1, according to the reviews.
1: Yeah, I I can't really trust the reviews though, considering one of them said, you know, play this with the family. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I think perhaps Squidgy, the time has come. Oh yes, to deliver upon your d'sness
1: after after mentioning Galgun 2 and wearing a, a a giant VR helmet constantly. <laughs> I've, I've I've waited damn near a year to drop this, and I might as well drop it now. Considering that I'm I'm going to be in possession of this soon. Um, what were hmm? you doing? Like random what? music in the background?
0: I was doing some teased music that is related to the thing that you're gonna that you're gonna talk about. I did it in the previous episode, and you didn't no, even realize.
1: I, I barely had it this time, and it it's nothing to do with it. If anything, I mean, this will give like a clue. If anything, you want to put the server room music up.
0: Was it was was that another one I was doing? No, you weren't doing anything. You were just making random noises. <laughs> Actually, I was doing it very quietly, just like the last time I did.
1: See, if you did that, that'd be more useful.
0: That's what I did. No, you're making. And then I
1: went. You're just making random noises. The other stuff you do randomly and quietly, we don't want to know about. <laughs> And then you do that. It's just odd. Rant over. Um, move on quickly. So. I gotta know. <laughs> you're not ready for this. You, you're just not ready. Brace yourself. You might actually faint. <laughs> I'm holding on to my butt. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound so much worse. And so much more epic. But yeah, I, th- I think that's the best sort of in- endorsement for the, the thing I'm going to drop. I am a successful backer. On Kickstarter, I'm just successful. That's 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 it. <laughs> tease over. That's that's it. I am I am very successful. That's tease over. Moving on. Um, I'm a successful backer of the Resident Evil 2 board game on Kickstarter. And I shall be receiving delivery of that before the end of the year. Oh yeah. Hence why Dylan from the Arcade Attack said, just bring the crate with you. Yeah. Because I said it's going to be delivered in a crate because I've got all the extras with it as well. He said, bring the crate and everything else down the motorway on a forklift and we'll all play it because i said, because i've got the game what's called the b files which is like the b scenarios that includes a nightmare mode and
2: a fourth miniatures
1: and a fourth survivor mode and every single miniature that they've that they've wanted because you had like uh, kickstarter exclusives if you had so many people backing it as well you unlocked more and i got the lot including all the extras and the other extras, including a retro card pack, because you've got to use cards and so It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but setting raccoons easy. So I got a retro pack, which is all the graphics from the second Resident Evil game as well. And I got a second copy of the game, just to stick on the shelf. And the amount of money I put on that, I could probably pay all the household bills for a month. Uh, <laughs> with that much I dropped on it. And they basically said... Because you get updates, like, every so often from them. And they said, for people who bought everything, because they know people did, they said, be prepared to have a crate delivered.
2: Wow. The miniatures are amazing.
1: Yeah, because all the miniatures, all the extra miniatures, all of the things, like, I'm going to get 3D printed doors, typewriters, chests. I've got, like, the crocodile... There's a uh, giant spider. There's all the different variants of uh, G, so Birkin, G. You've got uh, Mr. X in there as well. You've got all the playable characters that you can play as. I've got as miniatures as well. Uh,
2: there's the malformation of G, stage five. Yeah, I've got that and all. Uh, it's huge.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like half a room. <laughs> I'd just like to point out just just something. I know I a good progman already knows about this, but I'd just like to point out there's two different ways to play the main game. The main game is split up into stages and how it works is if you've got two, three or four characters playing, you can even play it one player, by the way, all of your characters have got to make it to the end of that stage. So you've got to work together and you've got like, you've got item space so you can only carry so many items and you've got to solve puzzles as well as zombies attacking you at random points. So you can play it like that and you can actually, as you go through, you can save people. And once you finish that chapter of that scenario, you can change characters. So you can save Marvin, or as people call him, Will Smith. You can save Ben Berlucci. You can save Kendo, because he's one of the four primary players. So you've got Leon, Ada, Claire, and Kendo from Kendo's Gun Shop. You can shave, you can, you can shave if you want, <laughs> if you're really tempted to. <laughs> you know, you can. Um, I don't know how that would help in the game, Pause but you can the shave. Game you whilst know. they go and shave, okay. Anyway, um, you can save characters like Annette Birkin, William Birkin, the police chief Irons is in there. You can play as uh, Sherry. She can't attack monsters, but she's got, each character's got like different skills. And if you don't pass on the items that you've picked up to another character before switching characters, you lose them. You can play as William Birkin. Now, here's the best bit. If William Birkin dies, you lose control over William Birkin and he mutates. And he chases you. Wow. Through what you're doing. And if you beat Bacon version 1, he mutates into Bacon version 2. And then version 3, and then you get, like, the top version. So if one of you plays as William Bacon you've got to keep him alive. Because if you don't, and he dies, he mutates,
2: and you've got a boss following you while you're doing everything else. Uh, that third mutation looks amazing. Yeah, they all look awesome, don't they? Oh, you're going to have to paint these. No, I'm leaving them. Yeah, you don't want to mess it up either. Oh, man, that's tough. Well, I, w- I want to paint. All right, I- <laughs> So what are, we, what are we playing, guys? <laughs> That's precisely what Dylan said. So when you're bringing it around,
1: what? <laughs> you didn't leave in the Technodrome. Well, you got a spare version, haven't you? Yeah, it's saying sealed on the shelf. That's what he
0: said. You just bring it down on the forklift. Buy a third version. I mean, you know, it just works out that way.
2: No. <laughs> so when is it coming in? It says the estimated delivery September 2018. That was they, they. had a few
1: setbacks with uh, like the 3D models uh, and stuff. And the recently, one of the places that have been doing the 3D models because they're working with Capcom with this, so it's official. It's like the Dark Souls game, board game, you know, where you open up the box, turn the playing board over, and it said you died. <laughs> Steam Forge did that, so it's the same people who did that. They had a recent thing where you know the it's either an earthquake or a landslide they had in, is it Taiwan or something? You know the recent disaster they've had over there. That's where parts of the game were being made. So the pushback delivery, because they're, they're trying to... It's, it's not a case of where's our stuff. It's a case of is everyone okay? We need to make sure everyone's okay. Which is really quite nice. They said, you know, we need to make sure everyone's fine and okay before we do anything else. And there's there's been updates on that, you know. So there's there's been pushbacks for that. And they said that people who bought the entire game, because people have bought everything twice, like all of the models, all of everything. I bought the whole thing once. I didn't have the money to buy it twice. Well, I did, but I wasn't going to. But yeah, so I bought everything and they said, be prepared to take delivery of a crate. So they said that it might be by the end of the year. That's what I've been hinting at. And I think my original hint, going back a while, my my original hint that we put was a stinger was me doing uh, an invitation of Kendo from Kendo's Gun Shop, talking to Claire, as in, sorry about that, babe. That was the only hint I gave. <laughs> that was it I didn't even hint it was a board game or nothing and that was about that was a year ago was it do you remember what episode did I hint that on oh, do you remember goodness
0: you're asking it's, uh, I want to say switch please but that's my stock answer to everything it was switch please I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago mm. and I mentioned nothing about it then I thought I'd drop it with the arcade attack crew mm-hmm. and then we lost that episode so we've got an official lost episode but yeah, that was that was the big thing I've had under my hat for over a year, well longer than that because I I ordered it ages ago.
0: I am going to try and figure out a way that we can stream it. So maybe like a camera pointing down at the board, and then like microphones strategically placed around the place, and then we can a bunch of us can play it and see if we can uh, get it going. Which means as well that if I can stream it, if is okay with opening the box, if I can stream, <laughs> if I can stream it. That it means that potentially we could have people who are not in the room playing as well.
1: Or oh, commenting at least. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey. Oh, there's got to be an unboxing video too, right? Ugh, I suppose <laughs> just just to <laughs> just just to annoy Dylan from our have got that You haven't, <laughs> but I'll, I'll do it as a very sort of a teasy. Oh, so much just arrived. Arcade <laughs> attack mentioned Dylan. <laughs> oh, it's a crate. Arcade attack mentioned Dylan. <laughs> Hang on, wait a minute. What's this? Strategic picture. Arcade Attack mentioned Dylan. Oh, I found this as well. Concentrating on something and I have the crate in like the background of the picture. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, I found this. You know. You could drive that forklift over with the crate to open it. Oh god, I think I'll blow his mind if I turned up with the with the crate. Yo, Dylan, what? I got this. Do you want to help me
0: unpack it? Here's what we do, right? We drive over to Dylan's house. We don't knock on the door, we just <laughs> We just kick it in. No, no, no. No, you're thinking, <laughs> you're thinking too c- cerebral. I'm thinking we drive over to his house. We just sit in the front yard, film it of us unboxing, <laughs> unboxing it, pack it up, and then go back home, then upload it to YouTube. Yeah, but film it when he's not in. Yeah, yeah, and they tag him in it. And he's like, but, but you guys were at my house. What? F-? Also, how do you know where I am at? <laughs> 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 but yeah,
1: the thing is you, you, can, you can play it one player. So essentially you can play it by yourself and still be the dungeon master at the same time because you have like a scenario sheet and the, you've got like a grid of where because it's it's like all the areas from the crash all the way to the, the police station to the underground, then to the labs and then to the area where you fight G and then get on the tram to leave. That's scenario A. Then you've got scenario B. So you've you've got to be able to have room to move, like play things. So you've got to be able to move one area and bring in another one as you go through. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need a massive area to do it. And I figured that the way I've, because me and Ike have been chatting about this and he said probably the only way to do it is either have a massive table or get one of those really big poker tables. That's how much room we're going to need. <laughs> but I've already said, because I was talking to Chief about it and he plays a lot of like war game, board games. Mm-hmm. And he said, just be prepared for a couple of things. And I said, what's that? I said, first of all, you're going to get damage on the board. And I said, no, I'm not. He said, secondly, you're going to get marks from where the dice, because you get like movement dice and an action roll dice. You're going to get marks on the board from where you rolled them. And I said, no, I'm not. Mm -mm. And he said, third of all, there's going to be some sort of damage. And I said, no, there's not. I said, because first of all, we're all going to play in white lab coats. (laughs) Second of all, I'm going to get like, um, you know, like people who like play Magic the Gathering. They, they can have, like, deck boxes, or you can put them in, like, a, a folder where you have, like, nine. Card
0: protectors Card protectors, yeah. but, you
1: know, we can have sleeves where you can have, like, nine cards.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I figure I'm going to do that for each character, and you put your item cards in there. To a point where, where Ike told me, well, why don't you all wear gloves? I said, that might be a bit overboard, but I don't know with Gaprogman. I might need it.
0: What the heck is that supposed to mean?
1: I mean, if, if you're eating crisps at the same time, you know, the the, the cards can get damaged. You know, these these rules will apply to everyone else, but not me, by the way.
0: <laughs> do as I say, not as I do.
1: Yeah, so there's that. And I said that, like, dice rolls, I'm not going to have it anywhere near the board. I'm just going to get a dice tower mm-hmm. where you drop them in, and then you do things like that. And then if we have drinks, they're by your feet, and like bottles, so you're not going to spill them anywhere. They
0: see.
1: The 3D models, unless you're very, very careful. Well, Ike said, you know, if you break a model, I'll break your finger. And I said, I might implement that. <laughs> considering that I've got no replacements. So I've I've got to be very, very careful. Not exactly who I trust, but how people handle things. Mm. Because if you're a bit rough, I will be diving round the table at you. (laughs) (laughs) He he said, why don't you just have a Nerf gun? And I said, I'll just get the biggest Nerf gun I've got, or biggest Nerf gun I can find, to shoot at you, if I think you're going to go too far. Fair enough. So so there's that.
0: That's something that we're going to maybe film it, Uh, I I want to say that we should stream a game of it once we've all figured out the rules. I I don't mind streaming it. I mean, it's a maximum of four
1: characters, Mm -hmm. which I don't mind. I know every character skill because Ike's been keeping me up to date and we know ways where we can basically just mess with people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There are characters where the skills where you can screw the people over. Okay. (laughs) So there is that. But I, I sort of, if we were going to do that, I want a camera top down only.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'd only point at the the, the board game. Yeah, mm.
2: that's
0: cool. Yeah, we'll have to figure out how to do that. Yeah,
2: so I make some funny faces when I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. We're all going to be wearing,
1: uh, you know, lab coats. Yeah, yeah. So I've got to figure that out. So I've got to. I mean, I know, a good Pragman, you've still got yours, haven't you?
0: I do. I have my lab coat. <laughs>
1: I I had access to a couple of lab coats um, at one point, and I managed to um, relocate.
0: I like the way that sounds. I had access to some lab coats.
2: So I've got to sort of figure out a way so everyone can wear lab coats while we're playing it. So we got um, lab coats, miniatures, um, snacks and bowls. I mean, this is my kind of party, guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All we got to do is bring Jay-Z over, that's all. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because um, to be honest, um, how much
1: prep I'd put in transporting the game and all the miniatures would be more than a, an airline ticket.
0: Yeah. So there you go. So that's Patreon bonus. Get Jay-Z to play the game with oh, us. Oh, God. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, the number one game on uh, Board Game geek-, geek right now is that kind of style game with the miniatures and like the Dungeon Master, and you can play it solo, and it's got rules on how the monsters behave and stuff. so
1: yeah, so there's there's that. So that's that bomb dropped, finally.
0: Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by G.H. See the show notes for more details.